Love Beyond Understanding. Is that the title slide you chose? I've got, uh, I've got three different titles. Love Beyond Understanding. The first one I come up with was, Oh, How We Are Loved. And then my second, third one was Love Beyond Comprehension. I don't know, maybe it was, it's the events. <clears throat> and by the way, I've told the classes we're going to be through by 7.45 tonight. I don't think I have the voice to last beyond that. And, uh, and I know everyone's tired. But I don't know if it was the events of the, of the last 24 hours. But Sis was singing to Aunt Burnell over the next hill, we'll be home. And she was to that last line, over the next hill, over the next hill, we'll be home. Aunt Burnell just took a deep breath. And that was it. Very peaceful. This year, and I don't know, maybe it's standing in this place with so many families this year causes me to focus on this thought tonight. By the end of February of this year, I had already preached more funerals than I had preached all year last year. Um, in fact, one in one week, in one week, we had four funerals. Now, you got to understand, all those funerals were not connected to our church. Uh, first off, when you follow Leland Briggs, you inherit a lot of funerals, okay? Uh, so since he's no longer with us, well, since, well, you know our family, so you, you know, and so we get that. And uh, then we got those people that visited here 25 years ago haven't been back since, but this is their church. And, uh, and I'm glad to be able to do those. I really am. Um, we had four in one week. And uh, when you watch families as they struggle, it's appointed unto man wants to die. It will happen to all of us unless... The rapture takes place. Um, I'm not sure any of us are going to be translated like Elijah was or, or any of those, but there is something about the love of God that carries us through those times. And as I stood there in Aunt Burnell's little bedroom and I looked at her the lifeless body I thought these thoughts she took a deep breath and she stepped over and when she stepped over there was a host of people there was Uncle Leland with that wavy hair dark hair and he was young again of course, she was young again. And he was probably the first one to arm her up. 
Her mama was there, her brother who just passed away this year. Um, not only that, her daddy, who she hasn't seen in over 50 years, he passed away when Marcia was only five years old. And I thought about that reunion as they all began to, to rejoice and then as all the close family kind of stepped back, there was a whole host of the Bentley family, our, our church family that's in the grave, that's standing there applauding her. Why is it that way? Because of his love. He didn't give us life everlasting just because he was, he had to do it. There was no law above his law. He is God. He can do what he wants to do. But he gave us life everlasting because he loves us. the person beside you and say God loves you now look back at him and say I don't understand why but he does <laughs> you know I've been serious way too long so I had to, I had to. <clears throat> but he does he loves us I'm going to take you through these, these verses real quickly. And I want to take you to Romans 8. Very familiar. So I'm not giving you, I'm not going to give you something you haven't, you don't know. I may give it to you from a perspective you have not stopped to think about. Beginning in verse 35, it says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword. Now wait. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, or persecution? In other words, trouble. Trouble. <clears throat> if you don't mind, Brother Bill, turn me up just a little bit. Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, trouble that, that happens in our lives, things unexpected, the, the things that, that blindside us. Famine or nakedness, you know, we lose jobs, we lose businesses, we, we lose our ability to take care of ourselves for as financially and providing for ourselves and so that's where famine and nakedness comes in or peril and sword in other words those tragedies that happens in our lives who shall separate us from the love of christ now i may separate myself from him and many people have because trouble came and they said why did god allow this to happen and they get mad and get angry with God 
turn their backs on God. But this scripture didn't say, would we do that? This scripture said, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? In other words, nothing is going to separate us from the love of Christ. Verse 36 says, as it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted, accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. In other words, no, us, those of us that, are, that have our roots deep in our faith and in our walk with God, tribulation and distress and persecution and famine, nakedness, peril or sword, none of those things are going to affect us. They may cause us grief. We may shed many tears. But it's not going to change our position with Christ. Now it's already established. He's not going to leave us. But nay, in all of these things that come, we are more than conquerors. In other words, we're going to survive. We're going to make it. The sun will come up again. Regardless of what you're going through, regardless of how dark it may be in your life right now, the sun will come up again. If you hang on and you just hang in there, you, it will friend of mine earlier this year old friend of mine's son committed suicide he'd had a moral failure and lost his ministry figured he'd lost his family he figured he'd lost everything he took his life I don't care how dark it is y'all the sun will come up again life We'll go on. And yes, regardless of what it may be, you can make it tomorrow or the day after. Verse 38 says, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, hmm. do you hear that? I'm persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Now, if you're not in a trial right now, you're on your way to one. <laughs> that was an encouraging word in case you missed it. Because <laughs> man is born of a woman in just a few days and full of trouble. Life's going to happen. You're going to be hurt. Sometimes it's going to be worse than it is at others. As I look across this, this congregation and I, I look at your faces, those of you that have lost loved ones way too early, and we, we, we struggle and our hearts break within us and we think about those things understand before you 
before you ever allow those thoughts to begin to enter your mind, why did God allow this to happen? Understand, before that question can even be answered, you have to understand you are loved. It's love beyond understanding. I can't comprehend that kind of love because on, on mine and your level, if I love you, then everything I do for you is just going to be wonderful and, and it's going to be good and I'm never going to hurt you. And I'm... But there are things that are going to come in mind in your life that he allows to happen to us that causes us sometimes to say, God, do you even know I'm here? Have you forgotten me over here, God? We have to just understand, just just as the sun will rise in the east and it will set in the west, just as sure as that is, we have to understand we are loved. He didn't say that everything in our life would be wonderful, but he did say that all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. You know what? It's hard to see that sometimes. When you're standing at a casket or, 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 you're, or you're sitting there looking at your, your checkbook and you're thinking, this happened, that happened, God, This is supposed to be working for my good. There will be moments that you won't think that. There will be moments that you will consider, how is this going to be good for me? How is this going to help me in life? It's only after you've gone down the road for a number of years or months years, decades and you turn around and you look and you say I'm stronger because I walked through that I am a better person because of what I had to walk through I'll never forget sitting right there on that front pew and on this altar we had the conversation and he moved back and forth. Brother Pat Gill was so distraught over David. He had had so many, so many people had given him prophecies that David would be healed and this, that, and the other. And Brother Pat was just being a human being one night when I walked in here and he was here praying. And he said, why? Why hasn't God healed him? Why did God allow this to happen? I mean, to begin with, it it wound up costing Brother Pat his, his marriage, and I'm not going into all that. He, he, he struggled with the why did this all have to happen? And then furthermore, God has given these promises. Why has it not 
taken place yet. So I let him just kind of vent for a minute. And then I asked him, I said, Brother Pat, how many people do you feel like you have won to the Lord through Bible studies? And he kind of chuckled and he said, Oh, it's been many. He said, I don't know a number. He said, but it's been a lot of them. I said, how many of them did you pray for? All of them. I said, well, how many did you have to passionately pray for before they ever finally surrendered to the Lord? And he started naming off different ones that through the years, and the, num and the number just kept going up. I said, okay, let me ask you this question. If you had not had David like David is, would you have been as faithful to prayer as you have been over these past years? And he stopped and he looked at me and he said, probably not. You see, God's not opposed to our suffering. Suffering makes, first off, suffering brings us closer to but suffering also allows us to see things of his nature that he is doing in us that makes us better. Oh, I wish, I wish the Lord had put a, a hole right here in the top of our head with a screw cap that he could just undo and pour in what needs to be poured in. And we didn't have to go through things. But he didn't choose to do it that way. He never promised us a rose garden, but he, also, but he did say that all things, regardless of what they are, and I believe the word of God, regardless of what they are, in their time, they will work for your good and for my good. I want to take you to Romans 5. five verses here I want to read you and then, then I'm going to wrap this up and I'm going to read this from the NIV and this is an old version of the NIV so it may not be exactly well I see he has it in King James but that's okay you won't know whether it's the old version or not so <laughs> and this is what it says you see at just the right time when we, are when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Now we think, wait a minute, no, he, he died for me. Well, I was ungodly at one time. Okay. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. He says... Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man. Though for a good man, someone might possibly dare to die. We've all heard the stories of heroes fell on the grenade, saved their platoon, their squad, whatever, in a foxhole, and they died for their, their friends. We've heard those stories. That's what verse 7 is talking about. Verse 8 says, 
But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While you were still no good, that's not the way the NIV, that's the New International Bruce Version. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I had somebody tell me the other day, well, I'm, I'm trying to, it seemed like in the last, maybe since Sunday, I don't know, they made the statement, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do better. And when I do better, I'm going to, and I made the statement to us, no, don't work that way. You get God, and then he helps you do better. You can't do this by yourself. You can't get better by yourself. You get God, and then God helps you with better. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us while we were still no good. Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? In other words, now, now that the blood covers all of my sin, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if, when we were God's enemies, did you ever stop and think about yourself as being an enemy of God? Before you, before you were saved. That's what Paul is saying. He says, you're an enemy of God. For if when we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through this life? Why did he go this far? That while we were no good, while we, had, we were full of mistakes, full of error, let me just ask this question. Pretty much everybody in here is Holy Ghost filled. And I'm not going to ask for a show of hands. You give a show of hands, well then you're on your own. <laughs> Anybody done anything they shouldn't have done since Sunday? Anything you might... I mean, I'm talking about stuff you know about. I'm not talking about stuff you didn't know about. You had to put it under the blood. You had to ask him to forgive you. And he keeps forgiving. He doesn't quit. He doesn't stop. After all of the times that you keep saying, I won't, I won't do that again. And then you do that again. And he keeps welcoming you back. I heard what I heard one preacher say. It's not how many times you fall that matters. It's how many times you get up that really makes a difference. 
but why is it that way? After a while, it looks like he would throw us aside and say, I'm done with that one. It's because of a love that you and I cannot understand. Our brains are not big enough to comprehend that unconditional love that only comes from him. And for those of you that have walked through the valley of the shadow of death in the past few months, past couple of years, you only made it through because of the love of God. Only the love of God. This evening, whenever I was, I was laying before the Lord, checking the backside of my eyelids, and and I and I began to think about that thought of Sister Briggs taking that step to the other side, and those that were there to greet her. It hit me. And I've said it before, but I mean, it really hit me because of the, of the present hour. This is a dressing room. For you and me, this is all we know. To make that step to the other side is an unknown. Therefore, we get nervous about it. And when we lose a loved one, it's almost as if we begin to Oh my goodness, I'll never see them again. If they're saved and you're saved, yes, you will. And the next time, they will be totally, they'll be young again. One preacher said, we're all going to be 33 and a half. He said that, he did. I can't find it in the Bible, but he, he found it in the Bible. He said, it's in there. And he, and he said, you know, when questioned, he said, well, that's how old Jesus was whenever he ascended into glory, was 30, 33 and a half. So we'll all be 33 and a half. You know what? That was a pretty good year for us. I, I, I think my hair was still brown then. And, uh, and I didn't have near the aches and pains that I have now. I don't know whether there will be babies in heaven. But I know there will be no more death. There will be no more crying. There will be no more pain. There will be no more sickness. There will be no more trouble. There will be no more tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword. won't be any of that. Why? Because of his unimaginable love for you and me. Now, I told you a while ago to look at somebody else and say, God loves you. I want you to tell yourself right now, God loves me. Of course, finish it. I don't know why, but God loves me. <laughs> I don't know why, but oh, how he loves you, 
and me. Oh, how he loves you and me. He gave his life. What more could he give? Oh, how he loves you. Oh, how he loves me. Oh, how he loves you. And me. Why don't you lift your hands to it? Lord, we love you. Thank you for love. Beyond our understanding, beyond our comprehension. We love you and we worship you with all of our hearts, with all of our mind, with all of our soul, with all of our strength. We love you tonight. We give honor, we give praise, and we give thanks to the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Why don't you give the Lord a hand praise?